Hello, hello. Welcome back to One Day One Hack. My name is Ashraf and today I'll be talking about how to turn tragedy into triumph. And to rock the mic today, I brought Kat Chrysostom on the show. She is the founder and the owner of Benefit Products. She is also the chief designer of every product in the Benefit line. She has a book, Broken to Branded, where she shares how she fought back and rebuilt her life by building a successful business. Whether you are just starting your career or considering to become an entrepreneur, Broken to Branded is good for you as it has inspiration stories and practical tools for success along with real talk about what it really takes to build a business. Remember the book's name, Broken to Branded. She will tell us the story on how she went from her lowest point to become a successful person. Welcome to One Day One Hack, the podcast that's guaranteed to help you be the best version of yourself. Each week, we'll share a new trend of business strategies and life hacks that'll enable you to maximize your full potential. Now, let's welcome our host, Ashraf. Cat, say hello to our listeners and share one thing about yourself that most people might not know. Oh, well, thank you for having me. It's great to be here. I'm really excited to be talking to your audience um, and talking with you today. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. One thing people, most people don't know about me because there's a lot about me on the Internet. <laughs> um, but one thing is I do love to travel uh, in my somewhat of downtime. Uh, once a year, I always try to take some really fun vacations. So one thing that people don't know about me is last year, I actually went and spoke in um, a women's prison in Uganda, in Africa, last year. Um, Yeah, to help empower uh, the women who are struggling over there. And so that was really, really cool. But that's one thing I think almost no one knows about me. So (laughs) You, you, you gave a speech there? Yes. Yeah. I gave a speech um, to actually at two different places in Uganda, but one was a women's prison and the other was um, inside of a a village called Light Village. And it was with uh, One City Ministries. So it was with a big group of uh, men and women, um, probably 100. Yeah. With the ministry. Yes, it was amazing. It was amazing. I I was able to share my story and and hear their stories um, Mm. and just just encourage them to live the life that they want. So it was really, really cool. But that's one thing a lot of people don't know about me. (laughs) Wow. And uh, are they all, you know, work working? The people in Uganda? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, you know, their work is very different than what we consider work. Um, but yeah, they were all working. They most of them had um, farms and or like small, not farms, but small um, homes with little like gardens small. and agricultural uh, farming. And they would raise their own animals. And life is very hard there. <laughs> um <laughs> So seeing that was an eye-opener for me, but it was also really, it was amazing to be in their culture and, you know, live um, in the village for 10 days. It was really, wow. 
Yeah. Ten days. Yes. I would love to go there too. I, I mean, I want to feel the hotness there. <laughs> yes, it was amazing. It was amazing, and the people were so nice. They were so mm. nice. So. Ah, oh, nice. Yeah. Well, might consider to go there, maybe next year. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> awesome. Well. That's really something I don't know about you. You know, I would love to do an episode just about that story alone. But as I already mentioned in the intro, we are going to talk about how to turn tragedy into triumph. Mm-hmm. So, Kat, let's first talk about the the tragedy that you had before turning it into triumph. I've heard that you have been through a tragic moment that you would call it a nightmare. What is this nightmare that you have experienced? Mm. So we have to go back to uh, 2011. I mm-hmm. was, um, and I know a lot of the listeners are probably in college. Um, I think you said earlier that you were in college <laughs> yourself. Um, so I was studying actually pre-med, so science. Um, I was a biology major and was in my third year of uh, school and was really just kind of burnt out. Um, I was taking a lot of hours. I was doing overtime and I was also studying during the summer. Um, so I was really just tired um, looking at med- med- medical universities, um, med schools. And I took a trip down to Florida for spring break. Um, and everything was going really well. I was actually riding a horse um which a little bit background on that. I've always loved horses. Mm-hmm. Um, I grew up riding and in a animal loving family. My mom was actually a rider herself. Um, and we had uh. horses growing up. So I was pretty well schooled in, in horseback riding and um, knew horses really well, was always very confident um, on them. And mm-hmm. I come down to Florida. I was riding a friend's horse actually back to the barn. And the ride was was lovely, and um, it was a gorgeous Florida day. And as I was riding back, we were in we were approaching this embankment um, with a little bit of uneven ground um, over like a real large drop for drainage. And the horse stumbled, and unlike most stumbles, he didn't catch himself. So we ended up uh, tumbling over one another. And we dropped about 15 feet down. And really, in that split moment, like my life as I knew it had totally changed. Um, So what happened uh, was I I woke up in the um, in Shan's uh, trauma center, which was a teaching hospital here um, in the trauma ward Mm -hmm. and was basically told that. I was temporarily paralyzed. They didn't know if I would uh, ever ride or walk again. Um, I had a triple fracture in my C2 vertebrae, which is also known as a hangman's fracture. Um, Wait, how long did you paralyze? So I was paralyzed off and on for 18 months. 18 Um, months, wow. So a long time. And it was really... The scariest part about it was it was fear of the unknown. Like, I didn't know if there were some days where I was completely paralyzed. There were some days where I was partially paralyzed, and there were other days where I had more mobility. 
you know, so it was it was this like just waiting game and, and trusting that it was going to get better. But when you have like such up days and such down days, it's so hard to stay, you know, positive. Um, so so and I also found out about three days in um, I was on a ventilator in the hospital. Um, I wasn't breathing completely on my own. And I found out that the horse um, was not going to make it. And he had been severely injured too. And it was just a, it was a terrible, it was a terrible accident um, that really just stopped my whole world, honestly. Mm. Is the horse died? He did. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very sadly. And I felt like, I mean, it was touch and go, you know, with, with uh, my own health, but I felt like in a weird way, almost guilty for that. Um, there were just so many different emotions and feelings and, and me just fighting for, for my own, you know, health. Um, so it was a long, it was a long road to recovery, but to say the least, I was, um, it was very daunting and scary to even think about going back to school. Um, so my whole life just changed. I lost my scholarship. I had a full scholarship at the time. Um, you know, I had, I had always identified being a rider and being athletic and being academic. Um, I was very goal driven in school and was good at school. Um, I loved research. I loved learning new things. And all of that, I felt like on that day was just taken out from underneath me. So you lost the scholarship too? The scholarship was actually provided through the state at the time. Um, I'm sure that I could have gone back and, and, you know, attained that scholarship. But with the Mm -hmm. health issues, I was just totally overwhelmed. Um, And I also had you know, it was a it was a pretty severe accident. So I was in the ICU and in the hospital for quite some time. So with, um, you know, being in there, the medical bills were astronomical. <laughs> and they were stacking up and I was a student, you know, I didn't have, um, you know, much and I didn't have really any income to speak mm. of. And so it that was very scary, too, because I didn't know, you know, what was going to happen. And I ended up going into a lot of debt because of the accident. Um, So it was just a very hard time in my life. So how did you get out of the hospital? I got out, actually, thank God. I have very supportive parents and um, they came down and they got me. Um, We, they brought me back up to South Carolina, which is where I'm from um, on the East coast in the U S um, so I went back, uh, home, um, and basically they helped rehab me for about three and a half months. Um, it was a slow, you know, time. And at the time I was in, um, a halo traction device, Hello. which is, it's like a cast for your neck. Um, ah. yeah, so it has four screws, two in the front and two in the back. And these metal rods that come up and they screw onto your skull. Um, what? Yeah, it looks like a uh, medieval torture device or something. Uh, <laughs> it looks terrible. Anyhow, I was in that for three and a half months. Um, and like, I don't know if you can see, but I have scars on 
um, four scars on my, on my head. And so that stayed on for three and a half months. So during that time I was very immobile. Um, and when I finally got out of that halo and into a hard neck collar, I, I started to be a little bit more independent, but I had a caretaker living with me for almost two years post-accident. Mm, that, that is really terrifying that I spread it. I mean, I thought you just stumble and then go to hospital like normal people would do. <laughs> no, it But... was a long, long road. I know. I can, I, like you and I, we can talk about this in a matter of, you know, 10, 30 minutes. And, <laughs> and it's like, it took years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, I could imagine you, you, you know, like, I don't know how to say, but yeah, you say it was like this, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it had um, uh, like a, a very hard, it was a carbon fiber vest and the vest is sheepskin lined. So it has um, like wool on the inside And it's cranked really tightly on, on your whole torso. And then it has two rods in the front and two rods in the back. And it has like literally a halo um, around your skull and then four screws. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I, I never thought about that. Yeah. I mean, so you were paralyzed and then you wear a halo thing in your head and you, you can't even walk for a long period of time, 18 months, right? Mm-hmm. So how do you convince yourself to walk again? Because people told you that you cannot walk again, you cannot ride horses. Mm-hmm. So how do you convince yourself to change that? So I wish I could say it was one thing and it really wasn't. I would say that in my recovery, a lot of it was me just keeping on pushing. One of my favorite, my favorite quotes of all time was by Winston Churchill when mm-hmm. he said, if you're going through hell, just keep going. <laughs> um, it's, it's really true. Like there were some really, really dark moments in my recovery and just, you know, generally in life, like I, I, I speak a lot and one of my favorite things to do is to do goal setting workshops um, mm. with groups of people. I've done them, like I said, in prisons um, to colleges, high school students, um, you know, really to adults all over. And one thing I found in the goal setting is that there's always somebody who says like they just feel stuck. And, you know, I can relate to that because I, I really was paralyzed, but a lot of people feel, especially young people feel paralyzed in their own minds, you know, maybe not mm-hmm. literally like I was. Um, but when you feel that way, I think the most important thing to do, whether you feel like you can, or you believe in yourself is just keep moving forward whether that's one step at a time or 20 steps at a time, like just keep moving. Um, and that's what I did. I mean, I set goals for myself that I look back on now and I think it's it's hard for me to even believe that those were goals. I mean, it was five steps, walking on a treadmill for one minute, 
you know, it was it, it was really small steps. But the point was, is that if I didn't do that, I would never get to 10 steps or 15 or 20. You know, and, and today I'm blessed that I am fully mobile. You know, I did I did push through it. But I think that that would be it was a combination of a lot of things. But that's my one takeaway that I can give to everyone is that when you are going through a hard time or a dark moment, just keep going. Like little actions become huge action. Take a baby steps and yes. keep pushing, right? Yep, keep moving absolutely. forward. I love that. I love your spirit. You didn't let others tell you that what you would become, right? You were like, oh man, I don't want to stay on a bed or, or a chair forever. I right. still have a chance to live, right? <laughs> it's like a story of a superhero movie. Oh, well, mm-hmm. thank you. That's very kind. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's interesting you say that because actually, um, I don't know if you're familiar with Superman, um, but the Superman movie uh, was actually, Superman was played by Christopher Reeves. And What's interesting is Christopher Reeve actually had the same accident on a horse that I had, oh. and he was wheelchair bound um, for the rest of his life. And so it's it's interesting you say that because I look at him and his story, and um, you know it just it really it really speaks to me. Really, I, you know, I oh. relate to it. Cat <laughs> <Kat> Clark <laughs> to our listener, Cat just told her story about the tragedy that she has been through for the past ten years. It's ten years, right? Uh, nine years in yeah, it'll be nine years in March. So it's about oh. eight and a half years. Yeah. Oh, still nine years. All right. So although there are people who keep telling her that she can't walk, she can't ride horse anymore, that doesn't stop her from achieving a higher success. Kat, now that our listener knows what kind of tragedy that you had, maybe they also experienced something that, that is just as bad as yours. So I want to make sure that they can recover from that as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. So Kat, let's talk about your steps to turn your tragedy into your greatest triumph. What are the steps that you take to become a successful person? I think that obviously I already said, you know, always keep moving forward. Taking small action will, um, you know, create big outcomes. I think that for me, one of the things that's so important as an entrepreneur and, you know, just to rewind, like I said, like I was in college to study medicine. I was mm-hmm. not in college to become a business owner. That's for sure. <laughs> Um, I have learned a lot through trial and error, and um, it's, you know, it's it's every day is a new, um, you know, is, is new education for me. And every deal that I do, I learn something new um, as my business has grown. But I think for me, you know, I didn't have my accident and then have this, like, aha idea and build this big business around it. What I did is I took every opportunity that presented itself that I thought maybe had some some uh, room to grow, and that's how I found um, my business and my company. And since then, I've just been able to grow it. So I think that a lot of those steps are, yes, taking action, but also seizing opportunity, no matter mm-hmm. You know, how um, tired you are or defeated you feel, like 
you can never get anywhere if you don't take opportunity. Um, you know, let people invest in you. Um, find if an opp- opportunity knocks, you've got to open the door. You know, opportunities mm-hmm. don't fall in your lap, but they present themselves. And when they do, I think the biggest thing is, you know, especially at the start of your life, when you're in your 20s, like just take every opportunity you can. Mm, what kind of opportunity? So for me, um, my opportunities came in very odd forms. <laughs> um, <laughs> but during my, so just to give you a little bit of a background on, um, you know, how I started my business, I mm-hmm. was in my accident. Um, obviously, I wasn't mobile and I was having a lot of trouble in my recovery And my neurologist had recommended um, far infrared light therapy. So it's a red light therapy. Um, Actually, the Eastern countries use a lot more of that than we do in um, Western culture um, in the U.S. So it it was something a little bit newer for our culture. And I went and sat in front of the light. And that is really what gave me my whole life back, like not only my mobility, but it gave me my life. I felt um, I had terrible migraines. They started to go away. My mobility started to improve. Um, Mm -hmm. My overall outlook in life started to, to, you know, improve. Just generally, I started to feel a lot better. And to me, like I look for opportunity in everything. So, that was, I felt like the, I didn't know what the opportunity was with that light, but I knew that if it changed me um, like it did, I knew there was an opportunity there. So I started exploring, um, you know, that light more. And through that, I developed products um, that utilize that same therapy and have helped heal thousands of people and animals um, around around the world. We do primarily dog and horse products. Um, but that's what I mean by opportunity. It's, you know, in adversity always lies opportunity. It's just, mm. are we going to be defeated by the adversity or are we going to dig deeper and find the opportunity that's there? Um you know, so that's what I encourage people to do always is look for that opportunity. Mm, taking action and taking opportunity. And I'm curious, is that infrared heals you? Mm. How, how is that infrared heals you? Yeah, so the um, far infrared light is, um, it's basically, it's the healing properties of the sun. So it doesn't have um, the UV rays that are um, damaging to our skin and our system, but it has all the healing properties of the sun. Um, So it helps to um, increase blood circulation and reduce swelling. So for me, the blessing was that my spinal cord was not severed. So I had a bruised and inflamed spinal cord. Um, but that's what kept, that's why I was in and out of paralysis is when that inflammation would be worse. Um, Mm -hmm. and I would have, uh, you know, down days that was because the bruising was more severe and it wasn't, you know, healing. So that light helped reduce that inflammation. 
um, and certainly helped. You can see my dog back there. Dog. <laughs> <It's> so funny. <laughs> he's, oh. he's sleeping back there. Um, oh, God. <laughs> good, <funny>. good boy. <laughs> uh, clearly, I'm a dog lover. <laughs> oh, you're also a pet lover. He's so funny. That's um, anyway, but yeah, so that infrared light helped reduce the swelling. Um, so that's really what gave me my life back. And I wanted to take that opportunity and share that, um, you know, that same therapeutic uh, function with other people. Mm. So you take the, the healing process into your business. Yes. That's yep, great. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I love that you take advantage of that. And Kat, now that your life has been better than ever, I mean, you are an owner of a successful business. Your your work is all based around your passion, which is really amazing. And you are still in your 20s, mm -hmm. if, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. So how did you do that? How, how do you How do you build a business in your 20s besides taking opportunity and taking action how do you build one sure so um yes i'm 28 you're not mistaken mm -hmm. I am still, <laughs> um you know i mean building a business is complex it uh requires a lot of um well, it requires all of your time and energy um you know and it also requires the ability to say, this isn't working, um, and start, you know, a new process quickly. So I refer to that as fast failing, or um, a lot of people refer to it as fast failing, I love to call it failing forward. So um, for me, building a business was a lot of figuring out what not to do, <laughs> um, not to know, do. through doing the wrong things. And mm. through, um, you know, that mentality, just always failing forward, um, trying something new, if it didn't work, uh, you know, being able to say, hey, I was wrong, um, you know, coming back to that, redesigning something, and then going forward quickly. Um, that's been a ton of my, you know, success. Um, mm. and, and the secret, I guess you could call it, um, to it. Accepting failure. That, yes. That's what you meant. Ah. Yep, exactly. Um, now, if something is going well, it's like, you know, listen to, to the marketplace and keep moving forward, um, you know, and, and push, you know, what you can. But a lot of it has been, you know, being an entrepreneur, you don't have the um, ability of like a big corporate company who has millions of dollars in funding behind them. Um, you don't have that leeway. Uh, so for me, like budget is tight. Cash flow is hard. There's a lot mm -hmm. of different things that come into to play. So a lot of it is using your best judgment um, and also, you know, knowing what your goals are. So that has been massive for uh, my success is goal setting. I Goal setting is... Number one, <laughs> um, every morning I check in um, with myself for five to 10 minutes. Um, and every night I check in with myself for five to 10 minutes. Um, I do goals for the day, goals for the week. Um, and mm. then I also do 90 day goals. So I'm constantly keeping myself accountable um, and holding, you know, holding myself uh, to what, you know, my goals are. And if I, if I don't, um, 
reach those goals, then I'm revisiting them and I'm journaling that every day. So that has helped me tremendously um, in my success. And that's actually something that I just started doing within the past. I've always done goal setting, but to that extreme, I've started doing that this past year. Um, and that has been just absolutely, it's it's changed um it's really changed my life in the sense that it's given me more time. Um, and, and it's every day I'm prioritizing correctly, um, which has saved me a lot of time and energy. And I also have a team of people. I have employees, um, that I'm leading. Um, you know, Mm -hmm. and and when I started this, obviously I was by myself, but it changes it Mm -hmm. when you are the leader of a team, um, you know, they're not only do I have to be accountable to me, but I also need to be accountable to them. So that's what I would say that those are the the biggest things is, is failing forward and also holding yourself accountable and, and really goal setting. And I actually talk about that a lot in, in my book. Um, so this is my book, Broken to Branded. Um, but I walk mm-hmm. through all, I mean, literally down to, I love to tell stories. <laughs> um, so I tell stories about how <laughs> That's good. I failed um, and how I came out of it and, you know, how I built the business. Um, I talk about opportunity and building a brand and, you know, what to do when you are low on capital um, and you don't have enough cash, like how to keep moving forward. So I really mm. talk in depth about that in my book. Um and I do it in an approachable way. You know, I really tell real, real life business stories that I experienced. It's all about accepting failure and keep moving forward, keep failing forward. Yes. And also you have to fail fast. The faster you fail, the faster you learn. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and the faster you succeed. I mean, if we allow ourselves to get down um, on on failure, you have no time to do that because um, there's always somebody behind you um, in, you know, a competitor or somebody who is going to have more energy or, you know, more time or whatever that is. So there's not any time to wallow in your in your own sorrows, you know, (laughs) Um, feel defeated. So the biggest thing is, you know, always keeping that positive mindset, um, being cautiously Mm -hmm. optimistic and uh, really just pressing through those hard times. Um, That's the biggest thing and holding yourself accountable, knowing exactly what you want um, and exactly what your goals are, what you want to build. And then, you know, moving, moving, keep moving towards that target. Hmm. You know, Kat, one of the things that I learned to achieve, achieve our goals is uh, to ourselves, we must achieve that. And why do we must achieve that? Uh, make, make the reason right. Um, you broke up a little bit, Asharaf. Can you uh, oh. repeat that last thing that you said? I'm sorry. Oh, uh, one of the, the things that I learned to achieve our goals is uh, we, we have to say to ourselves that we must to mm-hmm. achieve that. And why do we must achieve that? So we have to tell ourselves that we must and why do we must? That's what I learned in the past. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. And, you know, what we what we believe is 
I truly believe this. I think that what we envision and what we believe is what we get. Um, Mm. So if we don't believe that we're going to achieve what we want, then we won't. You know, we, we, you really have to always keep that positive belief in yourself um, and in whatever you're doing, whether that's graduating with, you know, really high GPA or, you know, um, becoming a doctor or becoming a lawyer or becoming an entrepreneur, whatever that is, or maybe you already are an entrepreneur and you just want to grow your business. It starts in your head. You know, it starts in your belief. Um, So I think, yeah, Mm -hmm. you're absolutely right. We must believe in ourselves. So to our listener, these steps that you listen to there is one of the best steps to turn your tragedy into triumph because it's coming from from a person who has been there before. So if you feel weak or broken, listen to this episode again and use these steps to motivate you. I will show you that you will be better than before. Right, Kat? Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. And if you guys want, um, if the listeners would like to read a copy of the book, we do sell an online Kindle version as well as the the actual hard copy. And that's on Uh, Amazon.com if they just search Broken to Branded. And that goes into a lot more detail. Um, But yes, absolutely. Everybody can achieve what they want with the right mindset. Nice. All right, Kate. We are close to an end today. So what's the final takeaway that our listener will really get from our chat today and share with us how we can find more about you and how to connect with you? Absolutely. So I I think for the takeaway, what I really want people to know from my story is that we all have a story. Everybody Mm -hmm. has their own unique life and story. Um, You know, and the most important thing is to know that your story is what's most important. And you can make your story anything you want, starting from this day forward. So I just encourage everyone to um, sit down, you know, write out what you want your life to work uh, to, to look like and work backwards from that create a plan. Um, to get there and start living that life today because it's never too late. Um, And it's certainly never too early. (laughs) Um, So that's what I would recommend. And um, as far as for people to find me, if you um, want to look at our business and connect with me, uh, you can find us at benefabproducts.com. That's benefab, B-E-N-E-F-A-B products.com. And just contact, contact, um, press the contact us button, and um, that message will be forwarded to me um, if you guys just address it to me. So you can get in touch with me there. You can also read the book, um, find it on Amazon.com, and they do ship worldwide. Um, so if you're outside of the U.S., you can order it on our website. If you're in the U.S., if you're outside of the U.S., go to Amazon.com and just search Broken to Branded. So go check out benefitproduct.com and also Kat's book, Broken to Branded, as it will fire up your day. And oh yeah, Kat, how do you spell your last name? I, I mean, it might confuse some people. Yes, of course. Um, so it's Kat with a K, K-A-T, and last name is Chrysostom. It's C H R Y. 
S-O-S-T-O-M. Go check that out. So, Kat, thank you for sharing your inspiring stories and lesson with us. Really appreciate to have you here. And for the listeners, I'll catch you another time. Would you like to know more about business strategies and life hacks that could make your life more productive? If so, subscribe to our podcast now so you don't miss out later. Remember, always have your day.